Welcome everyone to a Slab Stocks podcast. Today we are here to recap the National Sports Collectors Convention 2019 in Chicago. We actually just got back two nights ago. Uh, took a nice off day yesterday because it, it was long. Yeah, it was like 12 hour days every day. It was like eight, six straight days. eight to eight and then a couple of the days we had trade nights after. Uh, Card Collector 2 is on Thursday and then our own Hockey Fest on Friday. So those days went till around midnight, uh, 11 to midnight, and then we also had to do some of our own stuff uh, pertaining to slab stocks in general that wasn't even related to the show, uh, like some emails and stuff like that. But uh, we know that many of you cannot make it because we met a lot of people and it was super fun, but there are some people that, you know, they just they're just too far away, can't make the flight, can't get off work, whatever it is. Afford the six days of hotel rooms yeah. is outrageous. Yep. Especially because most of the hotels or Airbnbs are really far away too. If you don't get in the ones that are right next door with the dealer, um, I guess dealer discount. We got we got a pretty good rate on a hotel right next door <laughs> for being dealers. And then if you're far away, you got to drive and park and all that stuff, and that adds up fast. Parking, parking was not cheap for those that I knew had to park. Yeah, and if you don't go with a family or with like six people to split all those costs and carpool with, it can add up really fast. So we understand if you couldn't make it, uh, don't hold it against you. But hopefully in the future we can see you there because it, it is a lot of fun and it was really fun meeting everyone. But we just want to give you guys a recap on what we did, what we saw, kind of our daily routine, maybe just even like in the life of a dealer. For many of you, many of you guys that may never experience that, it could be fun for you guys to to hear about that and. Yeah. Maybe decide for yourself if you want to in the future. So Wednesday, the doors opened at 3.30 for VIP. Before that, we were actually, we had the privilege to go and attend the Gary V meeting with StockX with Josh Luber, and they talked about the future of sports cards, or at least what StockX mm-hmm. might have going Maybe, on whoever with uh, Tyler Wagner, and we listened to Gary and Josh talk, and you know, Gary was just saying how excited he was to be there, Josh talking about how StockX has now added the Mike Trout rookie, MJ, LeBron, and I think Ken Griffey Jr. on the StockX, and they're going to start trading on there. I'm sure that they want to build up a big catalog, but as Nate and I know, that will take forever because yep. we were even thinking about doing it ourselves. But expect them to be piecemealing together cards here and there. Uh, yeah, it's not going to be like one big drop at one time. It's yeah. not like that one day you're just going to see every single card ever made on there. I was reading something today, actually, and I thought that some people were thinking that they'll go, these these rookies, but you can only actually send them, send them in on PSA um, if they're PSA graded. And then, so I don't know if you, just to give you guys a little quick thing about StockX, what they do is if you buy or if you sell on there, it all goes through them. So if you were to buy a PSA 10 Mike Trout update rookie on there, the seller would have to send it to StockX. They'd authenticate the PSA 10 that is a PSA 10, and then they send it to you. So it's a middleman type of thing. It isn't just straight seller to consumer. It might be like that in the future because cards are such high volume compared to shoes. Yeah, they'd be they'd be swamped with work if they don't just yeah. let the consumer send it right to the buyer. Exactly. So or the dealer send it right to the so, buyer. So we don't necessarily know how that's going to work, but that's just how it works right now. And then I heard some people say, oh, well, they'll do the PSA and then they'll go to ungraded of those players. And then after they add that, then they'll add those players but with other cards. Um, it's going to be a long process. I don't know. We have no idea what's going to happen. We're just saying they're listening. But 
Yeah, it was cool though to hear them. Pretty talk. much, don't expect them to take over eBay in a night. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people are thinking that they're just going to become the new eBay, which just is isn't true. At least right now, you know, years down the line, who knows what will happen? Yeah, but. and it will be years. It's almost impossible to take over eBay's market share of considering that they own ninety nine percent of it right now, yeah. and to get a share, it's very, very, very difficult. But however, then we went to the show, and you know, three thirty, four o'clock, people start coming in, and. I was, I was able to open up the 50% off bin that you guys saw on Instagram, and that started to fly. That was super fun just to see everyone snag good deals. I thought I was going to get cleared out by one person right away, but actually, you know, one guy bought about half of it on the second day, I think. So it was nice to hook some people up with deals. We did not there do There was any- a shocking amount of cards that did not go. Kyle, yeah. Kyle Her- Herters for 50 cents. and Kevin Herter. No, Kyle Herter. Kevin Herter for fifty cents and uh, Julio Rodriguez bum chromes for like two bucks. We're chilling there all day and yeah, uh, just an interesting dynamic on who was looking for what. Yeah, like the first ones to go, I know were like the Marco Luisianos, the silvers that were half off from fifteen to seven fifty or seven bucks. Those were the first ones to go, but clearly you could tell like the people that. We're walking up, weren't completely in tune to the prospect game because there are a lot of first Bowman Chromes in there for super cheap. Oh, yeah. There was not not a ton of people wanted uh, baseball that entire time. There was a lot of more guys looking for quarterbacks in football. A ton of people looking for quarterbacks. Yeah, speaking of that, like I sold out every single quarterback on Wednesday. Every single quarterback autograph or rookie I had in the showcase, except for my Sam Darnold, which is very surprising, to be honest. That didn't go until Thursday, but that went for full price. Um, all the quarterbacks I had, barely, I barely even gave any discounts on from the sticker price, even if they're already priced well. But, yeah, to Nate's point, I mean, baseball was stuck around the entire time, and I even had some left over yeah. that I've now sold to private buyers, stuff like that. Some will end up on eBay, whatever's left, but mostly every single thing is gone at this point. Yep, and then basketball, everyone was looking for Trey's and Luca's, and yep. after that, your JJJ's and stuff were... It, chilling it, around it for took, a little bit. It took three days to sell the Jaron Jackson Jr. cards I had on Friday. I think that they finally went in like Shea and stuff. But I mean, it was literally Trey and Luca Fest. Like, I, I, I don't. Trey, Luca, Baker Mayfield. Yep. That's and, all anybody wanted. And then also, Carson Wentz was actually selling pretty well there. Not that but, I had a ton of But them, like, but. so many people came up and specifically and asked me, You guys got any Baker? Mm-hmm. You guys got any Luca? You guys got any Trey? Yeah. And very randomly, somebody would be like, you guys got any WWE cards, which is something that happened? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's you can tell that the shows are star-driven. Um, that, you know, it's hard to sell the, sec- the secondary third pieces. And even speaking of that, you know, I have a lot of pitchers that have been left over for a while. And pitchers were not moving at the show. But they sell on eBay, so I don't want to hear it. They don't sell because they do sell on yep. eBay. So many people come up to our booth and said, oh, I, ne- I never buy pitchers. Well... You're cutting yourself off of half of the Bowman prospect market, which yeah. is not the greatest idea. Yeah, like Nate with Josiah Gray, he's three dollars now. He's twenty some. Yep. And or Spencer Howard, you could have bought for ten. Now they're the last couple have gone for twenty five. They were like five yeah. to start. Like uh, there's it's there's money to be made, but there's also money to be lost. But that, that's with any prospect, though. Yeah, yeah. any prospect. I don't want this to become a, a, yeah. p- a pitching prospect podcast. Yeah. But uh. but yeah, the selling went well. Wednesday was a big day. The Wednesday, Thursday, Friday all were about equal in sales. And Saturday and Sunday just dropped off a map, mostly because I just didn't have any inventory left to sell. Uh, I'm sure I could have been able to push stuff if I was buying during the show. Yeah, we had a lot of hockey left. 
<laughs> a, lot of, a lot of hockey, a lot of pitchers. Yeah, a lot, the pitchers have been sold. The hockey's going to end up on eBay. Not all of them. Holding on to a lot of it. Just the stuff that I just don't have a use for at the moment. Um, and then for content, Wednesday we really didn't even have much side to or time to shoot any content. And also we didn't have anything scheduled. We are going to do a box rip between Nate and I. But we didn't have the Topps Chrome box in hand. Also, Topps Chrome. Ugh. Just know that Topps Chrome, you can hit the big the big fishes, but also there's 99% of the guys are crap. Ugh, just let me tell you, I had a brutal time with Topps Chrome. If any of you are like, man, there's a lot of good-looking prospects in here. Maybe I should buy some Topps Chrome. Run away. Don't do it. <laughs> it is not worth it. We got, I think, my best... My bet. So I did get a gold auto of Griffin Canning, which was nice, but the wrong player. But yeah, but it's like you know fifty bucks, and I got a gold Kikuchi, a non-auto out of the same box. But after that, like my second best auto was uh, Will Smith Refractor. Yep. So. Yeah. Well, do you. There's there's some nice players. The problem is is that if you hit their base. You're still not even getting close to your money back because no. you hit Jeff McNeil and you hit Ramon Liriano, but you're only netting netting like forty bucks from those two guys. Yeah, 50, and those are fifty if you're lucky. Both of them are probably top ten players in the product. No, yeah, 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 yeah. But you did rip something that you had fun with. What did you rip for the first time? Gold pack? No, A and G. Silver pack? No, triple rip. Oh, I ripped an Allen and nah, no, I'm just messing. <laughs> I ripped an Allen and Ginter uh, triple rip card, and that was very fun. Kid comes up to the booth with his grandpa or father or probably grandpa, and because uh, that guy would have been real old <laughs> when yeah. he had him. Um, <laughs> but kid comes up to the booth with a triple rip card of Randy Johnson numbered out of sixty, and he's like, "Hey, what should I do?" And we talked it through, and he wasn't so sure about selling it, and he wasn't so sure about ripping it. So I was like, hey, I'll buy it from you. So we put down a figure. I was like, all right, that's fair. I bought it. I ripped it. I got a Miguel Cabrera stained glass card. Um, a It was Ricky Henderson. Ricky Henderson. And Roberto Clemente. And Roberto Clemente. Uh, like extended minis, minis that the, you can't get yeah. from anything but the rip cards. Nothing super special about them, but you have to get a rip card to get them type of thing. Yeah. Uh, their eBay comps ended up being... I paid 150 for the rip card, and their eBay comps ended up being like 155 160 So in the end, um, after eBay fees, since I'm going to have to sell them on eBay, I'll probably lose a few bucks. Unless bucks, I, maybe. Unless I sell the rip card ripped, which is a thing people do. Probably 20 bucks for a ripped rip card? Uh, I think it's probably like... Six, seven bucks. Six, seven. But, you know, in the end, I got to rip a triple rip card and not, hopefully not lose any money. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. And then just for a, like, general sense of the show, it was actually, like, very hard for Nate and I to pick it up because as much as you think you'll have time to walk around the show and see everything, we literally had no time. Like, I, I probably covered an eighth to a tenth of the show the five days I was there, and most of that happened when we were doing our penny stocks competition when we actually could go and walk and spend time out at the show. We heard a lot of, um, and we partook in this mainly because we're trying to get out of our inventory, but the dealers weren't buying either. No. Like, people were going around. One guy whipped out a, uh, out of five tops chrome, 1984. Vlad. Red, red Vlad. You know, numbered out of five, auto. And, uh... He said he couldn't find anybody to buy it. 
Yeah, which, you know, you walked up to a booth and someone should be willing to give you, like, 75 to 80% of eBay for a card that high. And if he just pulled it, he'd probably be willing to sell it. Yeah. And honestly, I know I know the booths that buy to flip, and I know what they do really well. I think that there's too many people that set up at a show and cut themselves off from a massive avenue of making profit. I know I did as well, but... All, we had reasons for Yeah, but all, all you guys knew the reasons. You know, it wasn't that I just didn't want to help people or didn't want to try to make extra money. On, but if I, you know, if I was in the game just buying and selling, I definitely would have been buying at the booth and trying to flip at the show too. And it works well for people to do it, I hear. But I guess a lot of dealers just didn't want to do it. But the other thing I did here is that some dealers who actually do well and work with people had their best show yet. Like I remember listening to RBI Crew 7's uh, story last night or yesterday he was recapping the show on his instagram story and he said that he doubled his sales from the year past oh, wow. he said he hit, he hit their goal and then he hit their ultimate goal I did here in general it, like the show like it was one of the best of all the years for a community sense where like there are a ton of people there everyone's having fun and it was packed it was really there packed. was I, what like 90 extra of vendor tables yeah because they bust out the entire section we were in which had to have been like a i don't know an 80 by 200 foot surface or something i don't know how what the dimensions were but way, it was a lot way bigger than that way bigger than that whatever it was it was a lot more tables was, everyone that came up to us was super nice and was yeah. uh very kind with their words yeah it's wonderful and uh even walking throughout the show you know, I'm not in front of the camera very often. Aaron's always the one that's generally putting his face out there. He's the he's the one that likes the limelight. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yep, I suck it all up. <laughs> yep. He's the prima donna, if yeah. you will. <clears throat> um but you know, nobody was nobody was like uh when I'd be out in the show, there's a number of people that would be like, "Nate?" Like yeah, <laughs> you know, un- very unexpected for me, somebody that has never really been like, man, I want people to recognize me type of thing. And uh, they're all very kind out in the show. One guy gave me a group of Kansas cards, and I did not get his name. Yeah, I feel very bad about that. I was in the middle of shooting a Penny Stocks episode, and he kind of caught me off guard, and I was very surprised. And I thanked him, but I didn't get his name. So if you're listening to this, uh, please shoot me a DM. I'll also throw a post up. Uh, asking yeah. for your information because I would like to thank you uh, once again. Um, yeah, some cool cards. Yeah, some cool, very cool, very cool Kansas cards. It's something that is probably means a lot to me. Probably not a that wouldn't mean a lot to some other people, but no. to me it means the world. Yeah, so. but that's like with with us. Like we a couple of times, kids will walk up and their favorite team was the Dodgers, and you got yeah, a five dollar, yeah, five dollar card. You give it to them. Yeah. Because it, it is like that guy was probably like, is it worth me having these $5 with the Kansas cards I care nothing about? Or I'd rather give them to Nate. Yep. And, and that's really what's important, especially yeah. the kids. So many kids would come up and what are you going to do? Take money from a kid for a $5, 10 card? It's like, heck no. No. Yeah. Me, not not to say that we're, we're great, but it's just fun to see kids' faces smiling and being excited and stuff like that. And and it, and a lot of people. I mean, I met I met John from Kidorosity. Card Kidorosity. Something. I forget how it. I don't remember how it's yeah. pronounced. We're butchering it. <laughs> I have the. Uh, where's that? I'll, I'll look it up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I met him. Uh, he was by the upper deck booth, and Aaron will get the correct pronunciation of the name here real quick. But I met him by the upper deck booth, and he 
put together a uh, organization that gives cards to kids for free and you can donate your extra cards and he will put piece them out into kids favorite teams and then send them out as kind of like you know if the kid doesn't have enough money or whatever um and so if any of you are listening and you have extra cards or even extra autos you know or numbered cards or colored parallels that you don't really care about and you know they're only a couple bucks or even if you're extremely rich and they're worth more than that if you don't care about them and you think they'd make a kid uh happier yeah. You know, give them a give John a shout out and see what you can do to get those cards into a kid's hands. Yeah, so the name of the the company is Kidority Cards. It's spelled K I D O R I T Y and then cards is with a K. And you can look them up on a website. It's just kidoritycards.com or you can look up John Coker on Instagram J O N C O K E R. I'll try to get his information into the uh description of the podcast just so it's easier for you guys. But I'm actually I know I have a couple things left over that it would you know it might take me two hours to list on eBay and I'll net thirty bucks. Yeah. Might as well just throw so, in a box and send them to him. So know? if you can if you can find it in your heart, you know, get get a couple kids that don't have the means to get their own cards, the ability to enjoy the hobby. Um and then maybe in the future we snag them and keep them in the hobby. That'd be uh amazing yeah, in my eyes. Wonderful. And then getting over, so we just talked about a lot about buying and selling and stuff like that, but I thought I'd share a little bit of light on the content side of it. We actually had a couple of kids that were gentlemen that we knew from Milwaukee, uh, Tyler Reitzman, Sam Lister, yep. who we met through Brewtown Card Shop, actually. I like how Aaron's calling them kids when he's like two years old. Yeah, I'm only like two or three years <laughs> old. Um, I call myself a kid, though. You know, like it just happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they they came out came along to Chicago with us and they actually did some super awesome recording for us between slab wars, penny stocks, just a couple of videos here and there of us interacting with people, and uh, I think we got some good clips on it. The boxes were a little bit less than desirable. You know, as with every single solidar, uh, every single box break we do. The boxes are terrible. Until Nate and I break our own personal boxes. Well, I mean, yours was crap this trip, but before it, you got those. I haven't had a good box since that Top Series 2 box, and in between that time, we've probably broken 20 boxes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe not that much, but 15. 15 between Slab Wars and some personal ones. Yeah. Stuff like that. And... Out of those fifteen boxes, I might have hit like fifteen percent return. Yeah, it's been it's been brutal. Uh, lesson learned: If you actually are out there to to buy boxes to make money, don't do it. Yeah, don't do <laughs> just it. Just don't do it. I was just doing it because I enjoy it. Yeah, until I don't you... actually ever expect to make my money back. But you're always kind of hoping for like I don't know forty fifty percent or just that thrill of hitting a Tatis auto or something like that. Yeah, which a dude did at our booth while yeah. we're recording yeah. an episode. Not just any dude, DW three ball, super cool dude on Instagram. Go check him out. He had Tatis blue wave auto out of one fifty. Then someone else walks above Vlad blue wave auto out of one fifty. Yeah. And then limestone hits a Vlad Eloy dual auto out of five red refractor and then lou texts us later to tell us he hit a marco luciano from out bowman, of chrome. bowman chrome box uh. and i'm just like <laughs> and the dude comes up with the dude comes up with the red vlad another guy i'm talking to i talked to him and his nephew lucas and kevin i don't remember lucas's uh um. instagram handle um, off the top of my head but i'm talking to them and all of a sudden they find me later in the show and they're like oh, hey todd, look todd's collection Todd's cards. Todd's cards. Yeah. Todd's cards. Yeah. Wait, no, that wasn't him. No, 
Different, was it? That's a different kid. Oh, okay. Um, and so... Uh, Talking about when he broke the he, box. He, and... he comes up to me later in the show and he's like, Nate, look at this. And he bought a Topps Chrome box from the same place I bought all my Topps Chrome boxes from. Hey, shout out Chicagoland for... Chicagoland for amazing, the cheapest... Actually, amazing prices. The cheapest prices in the entire show. You'd find jumbos at 225 elsewhere. They're 200 bucks at their place. I was yep. getting hockey boxes for like 100 bucks or 120 elsewhere. Really good stuff. Yeah, shout out Chicagoland. Um, he buys the cards, the box from Chicagoland Cards, and his uncle, he's a giant, Lucas was a Giants fan, Kevin, his uncle, was a Cubs fan, and they pull a Javi Baez, Ernie Banks, dual, non-auto, super refractor. <laughs> Kevin was just absolutely pumped. He said he shook for like 10 minutes. I would have. Yeah. I would have. That's like pulling like a freaking Yelich and Yawn super fractor. Like yeah. I, pretty much. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> so shout out to them for managing to snake the good box out of the place I bought a billion boxes from. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm like happy for them, but also salty. <laughs> it's funny because at Hockey Fest, Nate got a tip on how to search for boxes. Get the last three digits on the sticker issued by MLB or NHL, whatever it is. Last three digits, three hundred or above, and they took seven fifty and still got nothing. Yeah, my seven fifty box, I got two Marlins pitchers. Oh, yeah. You can't do any no, worse. No, it's literally the worst combination you could get. And then you pulled two Nick Quifo autos or Kufo or yeah. whatever his name is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I did get an orange Raphael Devers, I guess, out of the box, but you know it's not a non first, so And also it's a non rookie. Yeah. So who really cares? <laughs> Yeah, not worth anything. Um, and then we had Tyler Wagner join us for Slab Wars Trees T- Collectibles. T Wags, great guy. Trees Collectibles, great guy. Yeah, well, Trees was set up all week with us at the booth, which helped a lot because our inventory got very lackluster after Wednesday. And then uh, when we got bored, we had Trees' daughter Jade that we could play with. Yeah. So. Nate Nate went with Uncle Instincts and started to throw throw some. Like we were, beach volleyballs with her or something. We were throwing some balls around. Accidentally hit a TV oh, once or twice. Yeah, so. Jade, Jade whipped this phone baseball and almost hit the TV. Also, she, supposedly she calls you Uncle Nate now. Just teaching her bad, teaching her bad <laughs> lessons, which is what I do with the rest of my nephews and nieces. So. <laughs> On par for the course, it sounds yeah. like. And then, what was the? Anything else between content that? Why well, the pace? We did a new penny stocks thing, where it, was, it wasn't great. Well, oh, it wasn't great for me. For Nate, it wasn't great. I, it was miserable, actually. I'm not going to lie. It actually was very much more difficult than I was expecting to find good dollar boxes. Like I was expecting to walk up to different booths with these boxes that were separated. And well, you we waited until Saturday. We waited until Saturday, which didn't help. You go into a dollar box, and it's just football rookies, basketball rookies, baseball rookies. It's more like random star base, random numbered, random rookies. So you couldn't really just sit there and sift through it all because we only really had like an hour to an hour and a half to do it. So it was, you couldn't just pop a squat. Granted, I got really lucky and I found a dude. Uh, I guess I won't give too much away, but I found a dude that kind of hooked yeah, me yeah, up. Yeah. It, I, on the other hand, did not get lucky. You'll probably see it in the episode. But there was something cool in there that... Yeah. Uh, you might enjoy also look out for a giveaway of the cards because new to penny stocks whatever we find for the dollar limit we set for each episode we did 20 bucks each at the national but i'm sure at the local shows we'll do lower just because we can't spend 20 bucks every show and 
I mean, I'm not made of money. I don't yeah, know about you guys. And I have to get a new alternator in my car, so now I'm poor. So, <laughs> yeah. After fixing the dent in my car, after getting a new tire on my car, it's been like a brutal stretch it's here. It's been expensive. Couple, uh, month on my car here yeah and my car burns oil every two or my oil's gone every two thousand miles so i have to get early oil changes and mm-hmm. it's a whole thing yes personally i didn't do much dealing at the show just because we weren't buying at the booth and i couldn't walk out a whole lot um i, I went into the show thinking i was gonna pick up some sick Connor mcdavid's and some sick austin matthews and build kind of a higher-end rookie collection of hockey i was going for elias peterson because he's the best player in the world well, he's the best rookie in 2018. And the best player. Okay. Yeah. Uh, declared by Nate on podcast on August 6th. Elias Peterson's best player in the world. Also, fun fact about the National is that I now have like 70 favorite hockey players. Yes, yes, yes. Nate now has multiple goalies. There's multiple other hockey players. Uh, every time someone walk up with a, a hockey card to the booth, he would get all excited. Like it was I'd a- be like, oh, that's my favorite <laughs> player. And they'd be like, really? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and... and uh, I'm surprised that Nate actually didn't give a bun- get a bunch of cards given to him based off of that. <laughs> Can you imagine people walking up to you like they hear like Max Domi's your favorite player and people are coming up with slews of hockey cards? That'd be funny. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'd give um, them to Kidorosity. Yeah. Kidor- 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 Kidori. Kidorosity. Eh, I'll butcher that to Makes sense. Yeah, like gener- generosity. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I was like. <laughs> Uh, but what I did pick up was I, I decided to go after some vintage cards. I knew I was going to get a 54 Hank Aaron, or at least I, that was my goal leaving the National. On Thursday, before the show even started, I found a perfect one, so I pulled the trigger. Same it was day, a PSA 10. Cost him $5 million. It, it was a PSA 3 that cost me $1,500. <laughs> but And then after that, I just kind of went on a vintage binge that day, and I bought a Wayne Gretzky from Gary V, and then I bought a Michael Jordan from my buddy Tyler from... Back at home, and then I bought a, a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar from the guys at the booth behind us. Then before I left, I picked up a Jackie Robinson 56, and then Willie Mays 55. So yeah, have a... Willie Mays Hayes. Have a much bigger vintage stash than I did leaving or going to Chicago, because I had zero vintage cards, and now I have 66, 67, 8, and 9 Hank Aaron, the 54. I bought my dad a 75, Robin Yacht. Uh, and now I have a 75 and 76 Hank Aaron and Brewers uniforms too, like the Milwaukee Brewers. So I was interested to see some of those. And then at the end of the show, I ended up dealing my Super Fractor, Luis Urias. I did two different trades to pick up the cards I got, and I added a Baker Mayfield uh, Blue Shimmer that was absolutely stunning card, and then Auto. And then I added Luis uh, Suarez logo patch from La Liga, soccer player. Nice. Yeah, so it was, it was enjoyable making deals that actually it wasn't like feeling pressure to get the lowest cost. Because that's what I've been doing for the last three years of my life. You're always so pressured to, you know, I got people messaging me like, oh, did I get a good deal? Did I get a good deal? It's like, if you buy what you like and you're just satisfied with that, at least you know that you're not going to be upset with yourself. Yep. And I walked out of there with a larger Ryan Braun collection and a Ryan, larger Kansas Jack collection. Yes, he did. And it only cost me 30 bucks. What did you get for that Ryan Braun? What did you get again? I got a 2014 high-tech on-card auto, numbered out of 50. Yep. And a 2011 tops. I think it's tier one. It was tier one. Tops tier one, uh, dual jersey, sticker auto out of 25. Yeah, it had like the trim from the arm for a patch. Uh, but that was cool. Being able to add a couple cards and bring them home. I came back with much, much less than I brought, so that's nice. Being able to consolidate, yeah. and it then help the room in the truck. That's right. yeah, yeah. Because basically, cards are stacked on top of us going there. 
And then I, th- I figured I'd give a little quick recap of the train nights that we partook in. Uh, that actual, that Thursday, that was Card Collectors 2's. I think that Thursday was probably the busiest day for us because we shot two Slab Wars videos and the booth was busy all day. And that was the first day that oh, was yeah. like... The it booth was, was so busy Thursday. It was it was 9 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. for us. The booth was super busy. We were shooting videos. So by the end of that, I was just dead. Like absolutely dead. We barely ate the entire day. So I went back and relaxed for a little bit. Didn't get to show up to the train night until like, I don't know, 8.30. So we, didn't, we missed out on all the giveaways. Not like we want them or need them or anything. Uh, would rather have apparently there's some sweet stuff in those yeah, I heard like unopened boxes hobby boxes different 8 by 10 signed by current NFL players stuff like that I heard that there's a lot of hookups and my one of these one of our buddies or one of the kids we met there actually pulled a Nick Bosa silver ink auto out of the luminance box which was pretty cool good hit to see what was silver ink out of 25 I don't even know if they're numbered it is a football product I'm not familiar with but mm-hmm. still a cool card and still a number 2 overall draft pick from this year and then, so we hung out there, met up with some friends, and then pretty much it. And yeah. we, we got to, yeah, like Aaron said, we got to trade night a little late, so we don't really, we don't have a huge grasp on yeah. what went on, but we got to see a number of people talk to them. It was nice. Yeah, it was just fun. And the other nice thing was, it, it was in the hotel we were staying in, so I didn't have to go anywhere or park anywhere. But or, if, you're, if you're planning on going in the future and you're not a... You're not a vendor. It's definitely worth getting out of the show a little early yes. and getting into line because yeah. then you guarantee yourself getting uh, giveaways. Some giveaways. We we walked back from the show. I think at six thirty after packing up because we stayed all the way up until six. It was so busy, and we got back to our hotel and the line was like out uh, the door. hundred people deep, maybe. Oh, more than that. More than that. Way more than that. Yeah, it was a crazy line. Yeah. So, note to self: leave at like five thirty or something if you want to get there, whenever yep. it may be. And. Then uh, we actually hosted our own small trade night on Friday, which was Hockey Fest. It w- I think that it was fun. Um, there's, you know, dads and kids that showed up. A couple people who we never even met until the show who just came because they saw our sign and stuff. One guy that pulled a, a Victor Robles and Juan Soto uh, jer- or jersey auto patch auto booklet from yeah. Ginter out of 10. That was awesome. Yeah, that was the guy that was hitting everything. He had a Post Malone in the first four boxes also. Post Malone auto, that's worth $600. And then he opened the rest of it. And what he, he got something crazy on the rest of it. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. He tweeted at us. He pulled some crazy stuff. Yeah, but he was on fire that show. And then also I should just mention that all the big companies had rapper redemption programs where if you buy boxes that they have in their programs, so like with Panini, they... The best product was probably Optic Fast Break, so nothing crazy. It gets you like four packs. And then Topps actually had Topps Chrome, uh, the new one that released. So Nate got a couple of the promo packs. One day they ran out, so Nate got none for that. And then I, I, I would have had to have not opened up my box. and uh, Yeah, and you, you know you can't wait that long. I can't wait that long. I ain't that patient. <laughs> but then Nate, he did hit a Fernando Tatis Gold Hyper Refractor Rookie number 50. So Along with a... Non-gold. I yeah, think. non-gold. So I guess that, that made up for some of it. Yeah. A, a little bit. Yeah, it made up. Yeah, I mean, I got like 45 bucks for them, so. But I heard, I mean, I didn't hear. I saw that the gold packs had some pretty crazy, the Panini gold packs had some crazy stuff this year, like every year. I but bought a gold pack for 20 bucks. Kyler Murray. Got that Kyler Murray. Yeah, Kaboom rookie, whatever it was. Not, even, not a Kaboom, though, because yeah, usually Kaboom has Kaboom on it. Right, it's like the Kaboom. It is like a, 
or laser design, yeah, velocity design. I don't know how much it is, but it's at least probably like five bucks, more than bucks, fifteen probably around there. But yeah, honestly, it was tiring. I guess. Yeah, the days were long. After the first couple days, where it was really nice to get to meet every a ton of people were coming up and meet, uh, introducing themselves. We got to talk to them. After that, the days kind of drug along because we had no basketball, no football to sell, and that's what people yeah. really wanted. Mm-hmm. Our top prospect cards were gone. Yep. It was mostly pitching and... Kesson Hira. And Kesson Hira, which was odd that nobody wanted to buy. and Also priced a little higher because I didn't really want to let it go. So yeah. And then uh, uh, hockey. We had hockey. Both yeah, hockey. I, I sold some hockey, though, on Saturday. That was nice. A little bit of it. But not that's not to take away from how great the show was because in total it was yeah show was amazing but in total it was freaking awesome meeting everyone I mean if you guys saw my Instagram post I think that kind of spoke for itself we tagged like sixty some people maybe more that was definitely the best part yeah. between the people that came up and introduced themselves and were like hey we follow all your content to the people that would shout us out in the middle of the show yeah. Um, uh, or the people that didn't wa- even were walking past them and they're like oh slab socks or yeah. the people that would recognize me without Aaron which was strange that yeah. was that was kind of fun and then also to the people that would come up and ask for opinions that was probably the best part yeah, is that then, they'd be making deals with somebody else and they'd come all the way over to us to I had get one, our two cents I had one kid walk up to me just re- he's like really quick he's like what's the shimmer multiplier on Bowman Chrome and I was just like oh they're normally 70% of true he said alright thanks and I was like ran away it was like he probably he obviously knows this from Instagram, but he took the time just to run over and ask for a quick question. Yep. Like, who would do and that to anyone? And that's really what we're here for. Yeah, just to more, answer. More so than selling cards, we were there for yeah. uh, you know, people to help people. It was nice to be able to clear some inventory in the process, but it was it was also way nicer meeting everyone, like so many people come up and shake our hands and then there's even people that didn't know who we were but were intrigued and asked us questions. Yeah. Gave out a number of number of business cards. Yeah. Gave a number yeah. of people to spiel about what we do. Yeah. So, talked to one guy about how much beer Wisconsin drinks. <laughs> <laughs> or how much beer Nate drank at the show, because the beer pit was right next to us. Actually, surprisingly, mm-hmm. only like one Only one, one because it was $13. Oof. Oof. That's like two tops crumb packs. <laughs> yeah. Just why I didn't. All right. Well, I figure that wraps up most of what we had on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I just, if any of you listened that came up and introduced themselves, uh, a hearty thank you from me, personally, me too. because uh, I really appreciate that you guys uh, came out of your way to come talk to us. It means yeah. a lot, and uh, hopefully we can continue to uh, provide you with uh, good content and good information going forward. Yeah, and then let me say this. I've never been so fired up about all of this in general than at the show and leaving the show because... Before, it was just like, we're producing all this stuff for people we have no idea who they are. Now, it's like we're producing all this stuff for people that like it and tell yeah. us that. Now, we have faces to names, which is really nice. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many people who I'm much... not. I'm, I'm just going to, you know, have in my mind, if they comment, I'll be like, oh, look, at that guy. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Either way, we hope you guys see... We hope we see you there in Atlantic City in 2020. We, do, we did secure a booth, uh, 1360, for right now. Um, could have secured two, did not. Could have secured two. We're but... right next to the snacks, so we thought about you guys. And yeah, uh, if you're hungry, you can come chill at our booth and eat your snack and drink your soda or beer, yeah, we... depending on how old you are. And uh, 
enjoy a good time. Yeah, and then we're also sandwiched between uh, the corporate sponsors too. So if you yeah, have... so you can get your you can get your quick uh, fix of boxes. Yeah. So what you do is you come to our place, you sell your cards to us, or if you have any hockey cards, you sell them to us, and then you walk in and buy a box. Yeah, perfect. Pretty much is what you do. Okay, guys, thank you very much. Uh, we enjoyed the show a lot. Thank you to everyone that came up and talked to us, met us, interacted with us. We totally appreciate it.